From Connext Media, this is Atlanta Born and Brand. I'm your host, Jonathan Hilliard. Atlanta Born and Brand is a show all about businesses that are being built right here in the capital of the South. But more importantly, it's a show about their founders. We wanted to find some of the city's most interesting entrepreneurs and creators, hear about their challenges, successes, and how they built a brand that will last. But more importantly, we want to introduce these founders, brands, and businesses to the city they live in, their neighbors, to make sure Atlanta and the brands they call it home can thrive for generations to come. As a comedian, honing your craft and writing jokes that an audience can relate to is a full-time job. Getting that content in front of an audience is another obstacle all its own. About a year ago, we sat down with Joel Byers and talked about his journey to becoming a comedian. On February 1st, his 10-year comedy anniversary, Joel released his very first special, The Trophy Husband. So what exactly does it take to make a comedy special? We see them popping up on big-name streaming services like Netflix and Amazon all the time. We sat down with Joel, and he told us why he took matters into his own hands. Joel Byers, you're back. Yes. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited. You know, in the last week, you are one of uh, two folks who have been the first return guests on Atlanta Born and Brand. Oh, really? Yeah, we've replayed some episodes. Don't get me wrong. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Late night, don't want to do it, so we'll just replay one. That's happened. Oh, yes. I've been there. You're you're one of the very first to come back and uh, give us a little update. Well, it's been, it's an honor to be here, and you. I just want your listeners to understand what an asset you are to just the community of Atlanta in general. You, you're too kind. Have helped me. I words can't even express how much you have helped me from when we first met to now we are sitting here today. Like my whole like business, my whole mindset, everything has shifted, and you've had a big part in that. So I just wanted you to know that, and your listeners to know to not take. Like you were mentioning, late night, you don't feel like doing it. All this work you're doing for free for them, like, I just want listeners to appreciate that. You're, yeah, you're... Well, I appreciate you, man. Uh, and so it's helpful. it's been cool to, like, be, you know, just a fly on the wall a little bit to kind of watch <laughs> your journey over the last couple of years, because I know, um, you know, in real talk here for a second, yeah. when we talked to you last time, you were you were juggling a lot of things, and we had a conversation on the phone that... You know, without getting into the two nitty gritty details of it, you know, you were saying, yes, like teaching comedy is going great. Um, you know, doing uh, you're hosting the game show at that time. Right. Um, but you said something to me that really kind of uh, hit home with me and has helped me is I really feel like you said, I really feel like I need to go all in, in my on myself and invest in something really special to help, you know, these nine years or now almost 10 years of hard work start start to pay off. Mm -hmm. And that struck a chord with me because yes, as much as we want to, you know, kind of lift up the people in the community around us, I think we do owe it to ourselves to put in the work to make sure that, you know, all this time we've invested into the things that we do is, you know, paid off. So Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if you could just, you know, start us out by telling us a little bit about, you've got a big, uh, week ahead by the time this airs it will be the week yeah. so tell me about the decision to produce a comedy special and what went into that well it's so funny as like an entrepreneur and business and hmm. 
looking at comedy as, you know, it's show business. So like building my show, writing material, performing is all right. one job, but then it's show business. So then the business side of it as well, that's mm -hmm. a full-time job. So as an entrepreneur, I, last time we spoke, I was like, I'm starting a comedy school and like, this is what I'm going to do now. But as I had to not only just revisit me as like an artist, but also a business person, like, well, <laughs> why did I start comedy to begin with? Because yeah. I saw a very clear path with teaching classes that I was like, okay, I see I could build a school. I see there's a market here in Atlanta, but that would become my job. And I was like, yeah. I didn't start comedy to teach comedy. I started comedy to become a great comedian. Yeah. And as soon as I revisited that moment of like, why did I start this entire business to begin with? I was like, oh, that's, that's where the roots <laughs> are is I want to be a great comedian. And it's almost like, as soon as I close that door, then like a window opens and it's like what I'm actually supposed to be doing, which yeah. is being on the road more and produce. I was as soon as I realized, OK, well, then what does a, like a great quote comedian do? And I was like, well, they have a, a comedy album. And I was like, OK, great. I'll record a comedy album instead of like trying to teach these classes and I'll start focusing on getting booked more. And then the second half of last year, I was booked like every weekend. Hmm. So. As soon as I stopped the classes, which I thought I had to do because that was my primary income, as soon as I stopped that, then I just started getting booked. Yeah. It was almost like it was meant to be. Hmm. And then I was like, I'll record an album. But then the album, a fan, which has been crazy, just since the last time we've talked, how much I've actually started to connect with my podcast. Every continent there's listeners on now, yeah. except Antarctica. So it's... <laughs> It, yet we're getting Antarctica, but I've been really connecting with fans more a lot lately. Yeah. And a fan actually reached out. He had uh, heard me talking about, you know, wanting to do an album. And he's like, you know, I have a production company. It's like, we can just make this a comedy special. And then now it's like, okay, instead of an album, now I'm doing a comedy special. Nice. And it's grown into like me self-producing this project with the intent to inspire other comics to bet on themselves, right. invest in themselves, whether that is an album, whether it is a tour, whether it is a special, just mm. with the tools at our disposal now, like why not just bet on yourself, cut out the middleman and just do it yourself. Sure. That's how we're here. And I think a lot of people, a lot of comedians, you have to tell me if I'm wrong about this, probably wait an awful long time for that to come along. Mm -hmm. When as, just like you said, the technology and the relationships um, that you can build now and 2020 can enable you to do that more quickly and even mm -hmm. if it's you know just step one hopefully this is the first of many specials for you of you course, know and so like launching you into that next sort of chapter of your career I I thought that was a, a awesome thing that you did was to sort of take that upon yourself and not wait for you know HBO to call and say hey do you want to come to a comedy special or comedy central or whoever it is mm -hmm. but saying listen I'm gonna do this and you know if it lands in these places you know, great, but the next step I have to take for my career is to really get into this. Yeah. And that being said, I want to talk about the actual special. Uh, tell me about the, the title of the special and how yeah. you landed on that. Did that come from a, a bit you had done previously or how did you get there? Yeah, as I was, I also was doing the special before I knew the title. Mm -hmm. I was, as I was starting to formulate material and figure out well, what is like the story arc? What is the the special? Like, what is yeah. it? You know, as I was starting to watch other specials and see other people's approach, and I was, I've everything I've done in my career. It's it's kind of been 
I want to do it myself. I want to find my <laughs> own way to do what other people are doing. Because I feel like if I'm seeing something being done, I feel like it's it's too late <laughs> to do that. Yeah. So as I was developing material, everything I talk about is personal. Even from like my hometown to me going to college to how I met my wife to now us having a dog that's running around here right now. <laughs> Guinness. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> but it all really, the title, The Trophy Husband, really just kind of grew from me writing material about my own personal life. <laughs> He's laughing. At oh, the man. Yeah, The Trophy Husband. It's, yeah. it's become, I mean, it's become a brand. The first time I set it on stage, just me saying trophy husband got a laugh and I was like, Oh, there's something here. Yeah. So it's even like when people hear the title, the trophy husband, I feel like they're already intrigued to watch it just sure. based on the title. No doubt. But it all happened organically. Well, and I think people start to develop, you know, even their own little mini jokes in their head. Right. When they hear that. Of course. I know I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I know my wife would say that I'm anything, but <laughs> <laughs> and people a, come a up after husband. shows saying things like that too. Yeah. Like, or like I, I wish he was a trophy husband. Or let me get this for let me get this shirt for my husband, so maybe it'll you know inspire him to be a trophy husband. Things yes, like that. love it. <laughs> well, tell me about the actual process of starting to kind of uh, hone your set for for the album, mm -hmm. and then I know you did a ton of work uh, behind the scenes uh, leading up to the special, just showing kind of the grind that you were going through, you know, trying to perfect the special and get it to where you felt good about. You know, really, in in one shot, you know, getting this yeah. thing down, or in your—I know—in your trailer, you said it's kind of one and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah tell we, me about the process. And we leave everything in. Like, yeah, I feel like everyone's watching comedy specials right now that are like perfect and polished. Hmm. But I think anyone listening knows that like perfect ain't like the reality ain't pretty. You yeah. know, and Steve Martin has an album called like Comedy Isn't Pretty, and the reality is like. You're on stage. You're going to forget your jokes. Uh, a camera may not have been set up. Yeah. Uh, we need to retake that and things like that. I, I left all that in just for the sake of showing people the authentic, <laughs> real side of comedy that isn't... You're seeing someone's Netflix special that they recorded over like four tapings that they're right. piecing together like a puzzle. I'm like, no, this is like the reality of like comedy, like a comedian on the hustle trying to create their own success sure. is, hey, you may come out... And then the camera in the background wasn't set up. So you have to say, hold on, let's reset this camera right. and then go back in. Or maybe 35 minutes in, you forget your jokes and you're like, hey, I'm just going to stall because I forgot my joke. Then <laughs> I have to sit there for a minute and like think about what the joke is. You know, like I leave, yeah. I leave all that in just to show the authentic side of it. But the, I mean, that's not due to lack of preparation, though. Right. I mean, I, I thought the material would be the easy part. I was like, I've been doing comedy 10 years. The material's the easy part. I'm just going to do the, okay. Guinness got a frog in his Guinness, Guinness. Yeah, Guinness was on the front row as well. He had a reserved seat. Him and I my wife that. were sitting on the front row. Love it. But it was out on the road doing like just repping out the material over hmm. and over again. I, I did, the night before, I did an Instagram live of me in my hotel room, uh, like going over the entire set, like rehearsing it in yeah. the hotel room. It's just that whole side of just repeating the set over and over again was one mm -hmm. level but then also it's like the production level of where's it gonna be what am I gonna wear right. what cameras do we need like and which was all helpful to have shout out to Isaac Stackhouse the guy who directed it yeah who was a fan and um, he has a company called Blind Lincoln Productions mm -hmm. so we really put our heads together on 
okay, what's the special going to be? What are we working with? Because I ended up recording it at the Basement Theater in Buckhead, which is actually the first place to ever headline me. That's so I thought awesome. that was a cool piece of the story. Yeah. And also wore the suit for my wedding in the comedy special as well. <laughs> so there's all these little Easter eggs throughout yes. the story of it as well that yeah. I find uh, compelling and interesting that sure. are, makes it different from every other special out there. Yeah, it, well, it humanizes it a little bit. Yeah. You know? Like you wove in part of your story, which obviously we're pretty big on here. I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, just a little bit. Yeah, but uh, no, that's cool. So I'm curious as to what the experience was like for you. You know, you talked about you're doing a lot of teaching um, mm -hmm. sort of for a, a couple year span there. And then second half of the last year, you just kind of kicked into overdrive, just getting back on the road and, you know, working on the special, perfecting your craft. What was that experience like for you? Did you feel reinvigorated by, you know, that decision to sort of kind of go go back to that original path? Or how was, how was the just the the whole vibe on refocusing things for you. Oh my gosh. It was so it was like liberating almost. Hmm. It almost made it made it easier in a sense like the work be like doubled, but it, the work was almost easier because it was what I was supposed to be doing and I feel like Sure. especially as like entrepreneurs is like see I was so focused on comedy class cuz I'm like well this is how I'm this is the only way I'm really making most of my money right now so I really got to try to squeeze everything out of it and they right. ended up like suffocating it as opposed to revisiting, okay, what it is, why am I doing this? What is the reason behind this? And that really became my guiding light to like starting to focus on getting booked more. And it it was a process, but it I've heard that from so many, because I, I listen to a lot of business podcasts, especially, you know, things like how I built this. And yeah. their big thing is like inflection points of, well, when you made this decision, what sure. happened? Or what were the tipping points and things? And big ones for me were, you know, deciding to pursue comedy and then, which we talked about in the last, uh, yeah, that last episode. But then also like deciding to go okay full time into comedy, quit my day job, and to do comedy. And then this moment to actually shift away from where I was making most of my short term money into <laughs> what my long term vision was. Sure, that was almost like another tipping point in my career of like okay, we're kind of stepping out on blind faith here, and it's paid off. Yeah, well, I know we're gonna get the fortunate opportunity to hear just a little snippet of the trophy husband but i want you to take me um take me to that night sort of in your head yeah you know i'm sure you know first time you get up on stage that's a, that's a big night that's the nerves the adrenaline's pumping mm -hmm. but when you get up there and the cameras are on you mm -hmm. and the audio recording equipment's going and you know like you've got a, a finite amount of opportunities to to get this right yeah what was that night like for you Oh my gosh, it was, it was a blur and it was a relief for it to be over, I gotta say. Yeah. But part of me was, I mean, I was somewhat nervous, but I was also prepared mm. in a sense. But, oh my gosh, even just thinking back on it, man. <laughs> Cause it's like, at, at some point it was a sold out show. I'm like, oh, people, okay, people bought tickets, but then when they're actually in the room, and I'm like, oh, okay, people are here. People paid money and they're taking time out of their night. Now they're here for me right. to do this little play I want to do. You know, it's like live, little boy live his dreams. That kind of heightened it when I realized, oh, people are showing up and, hmm. oh, it's getting closer. And then I had my buddy, um, another fun piece of the story is my buddy at Tyler Chronicles, who's now on a, a cast member on Wild and Out and he's doing big hmm. things. But he's... He, we like started together back in the day. He's so funny. My wife was like, are you sure you want him to open the show for you? Yeah. Like 
my wife believes in me so much, <laughs> but <laughs> she does. We we're, were talking before. Don't you have some laundry you should be doing yeah, at the she, house or something? She literally said yesterday. <laughs> I was talking about um, a guest who was on Hot Breath, who then became super famous. And yeah. She, and I was like, well, I've had a lot of guests like that. And she's like, Oh, why don't you interview yourself? And I was just like, <laughs> We made it. So she, yeah. So she's very supportive, sarcastically. But yeah. I wouldn't be here without her for sure. But that whole night really was a blur in the sense of like really this this moment is like 10 years yeah like i'm re i released the special on february 1st which is my 10-year comedy anniversary and it's this special is really like a time capsule of 10 years of me mm -hmm. committing my entire life to the craft of comedy from start to finish so it really yeah. is like a celebration but it is almost like okay well this is 10 years it better be good <laughs> people are here it better be good you know but at the end of yeah. the day, once I got on stage, I was just like, okay, we're here now. Hmm. So now now that was like the fun part, but sitting in the green room waiting, yeah. even putting the suit on beforehand. You know, my friend, my best friend from um, from high school, he flew in from L.A. He's a, he's a director and he works on productions out there. He hmm. flew in to become a, be a camera operator on the wow. comedy special. So he's in the green room I'm like, Yo, people can't, flew in for this? Like, hmm. it but the pressure you know pressure makes diamonds and i feel like we did create a diamond with this special but it was yeah. kind of like okay you said you're gonna do this now you got to do it at the end sure. of the day you know well let's hear a little snippet of the trophy husband from joel byers i wish someone warned me about the wedding planning though oh my i would rather plan a divorce <laughs> No one warned me of the interrogation that was gonna happen. Every day my wife would just wake me up with her eyes wide open. Who's the band gonna be? What's our hashtag gonna be? I was like, I'm good with whatever your parents pay for. Um, I defer to Ann and Randall. Let's talk to the investors on this. The wedding is like an emotional release. Like I'm... <laughs> like... <laughs> I cried a suspicious amount. It was cute at first. People were like, oh, he loves her. But then it escalated to, oh. He's about to confess. <laughs> but it is emotional. I think anybody who's married in here, any man, when you... <laughs> when you see your wife walking down the aisle... And it hits you. That's it. <laughs> the wedding planning's over. All right, man. So that was a, a piece of the comedy special. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there it. there it was, mm -hmm. you know, 10 years, and, and yeah. here it is. And I know people, uh, first of all, I want 
you to tell people where they can find the rest of the special now that we are post launch and, yeah. uh, and it's read, readily available to the public. So plug where you can where you can find it. Yes, you can go to my website joelbyerscomedy.com. J O E L B Y A R S comedy.com because I'm releasing it all independently. Mm-hmm. You know, I as I was thinking about how to release it, I was like, well, there's people in LA I could show it to and maybe they could help me get on Netflix mm-hmm. or something or I know I can distribute to Amazon, but at the end of the day I was like <laughs> I want to cut out the middleman. I want to sure. show other comics that they don't need anyone else. They can hmm. build it themselves. They can market it themselves. They can create it themselves. So that's really my mission with this. Now we'll see. Time will tell. Yeah. You know the return on that mission. But I think <laughs> even just the intent behind it will hopefully inspire other comics right. at whatever level they're at to just bet on themselves. Well, like you said, just to to put forth the message of okay, this is yes, your networking life is important, but you don't have to know somebody at Amazon or Netflix mm-hmm. to produce a comedy special. You know, like yeah. the opportunity and the resources are there for you to figure it out mm-hmm. and, and go from there. And if it gets picked up, great. Or if they say, hey, we really love this, but we want to re- redo it, reproduce it, awesome. You know, yeah, of like, course. you of know, course. the opportunities, you know, can, can spiral from there. Of course. But take me back to that, that little piece of uh, content there and mm-hmm. just sort of the background of, you know, setting things up for the special and, and that one in particular, how, how things are, you know, flowing from, you know, just a thought in the back of Joel's head to working its way into, you know, a special that is really going to define you as a comedian yeah. for at least a short period of time here. And I, what I wanted with the special is to showcase a complete like story arc, but then also showcase different performance styles and abilities. So I wanted to really showcase everything I've been working on. So with that joke, the big goal was, I've got to cry. I'd never like cried on stage, but to get that joke across, it I really have to cry. So, and I wanted to take the audience there. You know, I, with a with a special, you have enough time to really take the audience on an entire ride of like highs right. and lows, happy, like oh, feel sorry for me, I'm crying, <laughs> or like they feel empathetic. But what's what's great about that joke? is um, the director followed me around for a couple of weeks leading up to the special. Mm. And we were documenting the process of me building that joke yeah. and really honing in on like trial and error. So if, if you go on my YouTube, which is Joel Byers Comedy, we did a vlogumentary <laughs> where we'd showcase, you like that, Buzz? You do. like that? I do, you I'm like gonna that? use that, no doubt about it. <laughs> Next pitch meeting I'm in with, you know, some company. I think we ought to do a vlogumentary. The vlog like, who are you even talking to? Well, there's this guy, Trophy Husband. They're like, what? Ask his wife. Clearly she has the answers. He, this guy. Oh, man. But it really does chronicle, like, me at open mics, me out on the road at different hmm. comedy clubs up until, like, the night before the special. It just it shows the creative process behind material, which yeah. which is my goal of my podcast, and which is the goal of – Really, I like giving people the behind the scenes I don't think has been shown before. Right. And it's really, what this whole project turned into is just something I wish existed. <laughs> like, I wish, when I created my podcast, I wish that existed. I wish there was like an inside the actor studio for comedians. Hmm. And then now it's like a comedy special. I'm like, well, what kind of comedy special did I wish existed? And I was like, well, I'd like to see like the flaws and all and even how they cr- like developed the special and how yeah. he got the jokes to where they are. So with that joke we just listened to, it was a lot of trial and error. Like the, <laughs> like it, it one you get to see at one point between shows after performing. I'm like, uh, the director actually Isaac. He's like, 
you should just cry. It's like, you should just go all the way. And then as soon as he said that, I was like, yeah, that's exactly yep. what I should do. No doubt. And then it's like two weeks later, I actually never officially got tears out until the comedy special. <laughs> but it leading up to even the night before I'm out, I'm in Greenville at a comedy club working out the set. Yeah. And I, I almost get there, but I don't get there. And at the special is when it really all lines up and yeah. it all comes together. Love it. Yeah. That's awesome, man. <laughs> um, so we talked in uh, the last episode about sort of, you know, where your inspirations come, how you craft your jokes. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering now, 10 years in and now, especially after you've had this big chunk of time where you've been on the road for so long, do you find almost now that you've spent more time on the road and you're you're kind of working almost you know nightly, that you've almost sharpened your craft and, and and things are almost coming a little more naturally to you and things are kind of you know hitting a little bit more effectively now that you've sort of made that decision to to hone in. Oh, it's it's been night and day. And what's so funny about doing my special is I hadn't really headlined that much. <laughs> like doing a forty five minute set for my comedy special was one of the few 45-minute sets I'd ever done. (laughs) Now I've been headlining a lot, and I was just headlining this past weekend, and I feel comfortable in that space now and that much time on stage and being more organic in that. But with the special, it it really is kind of like, oh, this guy is... He's really stepping out on blind faith of, like, I can pull off a headlining set to begin with. Sure. But since that special, it really did... Give me the confidence of one. Oh, what else is possible? I climbed this mountain. So what else? What other mountains can it's I climb? It's a big now? resume piece for you. For yeah, sure. It's an, it's yeah, it's kind of this. You know, this mountain, like you said, that you've climbed. It's like, okay, what's the next step? Mm-hmm. What's the next challenge? Yeah, that's neat. And it's funny though. I want. I don't want people to listen <laughs> and then think like, oh, he doesn't know what he's doing. No, this. It's funny. This is yeah. ten years of hard work put into a 45 minute special. So it's all right. funny, I promise. Well, you had another big milestone last year that I wanted to ask you about and that was with the the Keenan Thompson uh, comedy oh, competition yeah, that I saw yeah, yeah. that give us a background on just what the scope of that thing was and I know there was like a few different kind of rounds that you had to go through mm-hmm. to kind of get through that, but it ended up being a pretty pretty special event for you. It was incredible. And that was another milestone in my career of just, it forces you to think bigger. I've been really big on growth mindset and what is possible. And I <laughs> think me trying to squeeze my comedy class to death, to death was like my fixed mindset of like, well, I have this or nothing type of deal. But the Keenan Thompson thing, they were going to a few different cities around the country, <laughs> having a little competition to see who could win to go to New York for the finals. Yeah. And they came to Atlanta as one of them, and it just, I just had a great set. And they were like, all right, you made it to the finals. And they flew <laughs> me up to New York. I'm staying in Times Square. They put us up in Times Square. I'm uh, performing at Caroline's Comedy Club, which is one of like the most legendary comedy clubs. And it, I mean, it was so surreal. We got to go to... SNL, like Keenan. Well, I mean, of course, we got to meet and hang out with Keenan and all that. Right. But we we got to go to SNL. We got to watch SNL. Then we got to go backstage of SNL. Like it. Amazing. It really is. Like I think it's so important for anyone and whatever they're doing is to just get around people doing what you want to do. Like sure. it's like, oh, maybe one day I'll be on SNL. Okay, we'll go to SNL. Just get in that environment just yeah. to see what it's like. And it really did open me up to just what is possible in my career. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and gives, you know, it's anytime, you know, we think about like growing up and going to see a Braves game and like seeing, you know, Chipper Jones or whoever mm-hmm. working their craft. And I think sometimes in the business world, it's hard for us to like equate that to something practical and see somebody that we can strive for. So it's cool that not only did you get to like witness live, obviously like the mecca of what comedy is in New York city, like at Caroline's and at SNL, but then to get the opportunity to talk to Keenan and to partake in that competition and and do so well, like props, man. It's a cool experience. Yeah, it was. And they, they, they never said there was a winner, but Mm -hmm. I mean the, they told me I won afterwards, but I'm sure they told everyone that of course, but I think it was just Keenan who's a comedy fan and a fan of comedians, which I am too. He just want, wants to give them an opportunity. He sure. just wants to give comedians an opportunity of like, hey, keep going. You're on the right track. Right. This is this is possible and attainable for anyone that puts in the work. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very validating for sure. That, okay, I think we all have those benchmarks along the way of our career of a lot of times in the grind and it's like, oh, I'm out at midnight doing this show or I'm driving yeah. six hours to do this show. Like Those are the moments where you're like, oh, it was all worth it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. So take that from that point moving forward now the special is out there in the ether mm-hmm. you know freely available for everybody to to watch and to enjoy what are the next steps for you i know you know it was a big task to sort of prepare yourself for the special to get the special recorded but if you don't follow that up you know there's there's exactly. momentum there that you that can be lost if you don't if you're not prepared to kind of strike while the iron's hot so what's what's uh what's the next few months and and couple of years hold for you as as you move forward it's definitely heavy on touring like getting out on the road getting out meeting people connecting with fans really doubling down on just connecting and building a fan base because i have found through my fan base and my podcast is the more i connect and the more i can help them then the more it like just impact it's made the more it's helped me so the same thing with this special is i really just want to get out on the road and really just start working on, like like you said, another special, start working on that next hour. So if people come and see me, they're gonna be hearing new material, they're gonna be seeing me like better than ever. Like yeah. really the special is just kind of like, it's just kind of the, what was that, the nucleus of what I'm really starting to work sure. on now. So I'm definitely gonna be out on the road more. And I mean, I'm just gonna live and inspire other men to become trophy husbands. <laughs> I think if anything, it's just guys just the future is female okay lay down roll over the future is female okay i just Hope for a good f- belly scratch every <laughs> once in a while <laughs> but I've, I've found the value of just being out on the road and this year i really want to just double down on that yeah and just get out on the road as much as possible and really i mean the podcast is going great i guess hot breath podcast is um if people want to listen to it but that's mm-hmm. been getting more integrated into um, comedy festivals. So I'm definitely <laughs> going to be getting that more integrated into just kind of the comedy zeitgeist in terms yeah. of becoming an authority within the comedy world. But also, sure. um, I just got invited to come to a pod fest this year in Orlando, which is like a big podcast convention. Cool. So yeah. I, I see a lot of opportunity within the podcast world too. But <laughs> at the end of the day, like it's really right now just all about like just getting as good as possible at comedy yeah and i've never been more excited that's awesome mm-hmm. man well and in podcasting that's a whole nother like platform of distribution for yeah. your work mm-hmm. you know not just these interviews that you've conducted that are great by the way love Thank the you. podcast well i research everyone heavily yeah, yeah. dusty soleil was my favorite i think that oh yeah just the 
the the dry humor yeah. and the easy wit. Mm-hmm. Solid. And but. that's it's funny you said that because that's the comedian we were talking. My wife and I were talking about because I was I'm going I'm going up to see him this week in yeah. Nashville, and I was talking about all he he's been on Jimmy Fallon and Comedy Central mm-hmm. and Just for Laughs Comedy Festival, and she's the comedian. She's like, well, maybe you should interview yourself <laughs> so you can get on Jimmy Fallon. But yeah, the, I mean, the podcast yeah. is we we just had Cedric the Entertainer on there as well, and it's. Yep. It's it's gaining momentum, but it really is all just rooted in. I created what I wanted to see. Right. And now I'm like... There's a white space and you feel that. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Well, best of luck on the, the Trophy Husband Tour. Thank Yeah, the Trophy and, Husband Tour. Yeah, yes. that's... Last year, I'm sorry, I went on a two-week tour that was all booked by listeners of the podcast, which was nice. crazy. Yeah. So that's like another benchmark of like, what else is possible? <laughs> if people are willing to like... I like, I want to go on tour. And then people just started reaching out and I went on this whole Southeast tour. Right. So this year it's like, if you want to see me perform in your town, like reach out to me through social media at Joel Byers comedy or joelbyerscomedy.com. You can get the comedy special. And like, yeah. if you want to see me, you know, I'll, I'll travel. So awesome. And, and I want the them special... to know yes. you, you spent so many hours with me working on this special you're a creative consultant on this exaggeration special. no you're you're a creative consultant in the credits on this special because you spent so many hours we i remember like i was freaking out at one point i was like what am i even gonna do i'm about to like cry thinking about it but like i remember sitting in my car and you just talked not even expecting anything in return yeah you're just like i just i just want to help sure. and you helped me tremendously through this process so hmm. i really wanted to thank you for that yeah brother and i didn't think i would cry saying that no, but oh man i love it it was i love it. it you were beyond helpful and it was all just out of giving you weren't even expecting anything so i'm i'm looking forward to returning that favor to you yeah man absolutely and keep an eye out for joel atlanta born and brand is going to be having uh, a live event here soon yeah he may make an appearance at yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know mm-hmm. funny the place up a little bit yeah. so i won't cry at that's that exciting one. oh my god no, man to cry. no it, but <laughs> no real talk like the the specials out there like you mm-hmm. did it man so yeah. y- your thing hashtag we made it yeah like you made it and yes there's a long way to go but unbelievable like props to you for having a vision having a goal see it seeing it through mm-hmm. and you know if if you know here at Atlanta born and brand we could just be you know that extra little push just to make it that tiny little bit better I like to think in the trailer, the, the fact that, you know, we inspired you to put the clip of you putting your pants on right. is what yeah. is really going <laughs> to, yes. you know, yeah. <laughs> make people buy this special. So, hey, you know, whatever royalty you want to throw for that. Yeah, yeah that's that great. was your idea. That was great. Yes, sir. Yeah. But best of luck to you moving forward. Thank we'll, you so much. I know we'll keep in touch. Absolutely. But you guys go check out The Trophy Husband, and we'll talk to you real soon, I'm sure. Thank you. Thank you. To see The Trophy Husband and to keep up with Joel, head to joelbyerscomedy.com or follow him on social media at joelbyerscomedy. If you've been listening and would like an additional opportunity to support the show, we've got the perfect fit. Our first t-shirt, the Our City, Our Story tee, is now available on our website. To get yours, head to atlborn.com shop. Atlanta Born and Brand is a production of Connects Media. We're a full-service digital media company focused on helping small businesses tell their story in the most effective way they can. If you'd like to tell the story of your business, we'd love to help. 
You can find us at connectstatl.com. Special thanks go out to our producer, Catherine Hilliard, and the Connects Media team of Chris Hilliard, Mackenzie Bates, and Andrew Blaylock. Stay tuned to the show for more stories from the city's top startups and small businessmen and women. You can do that by subscribing in Apple Podcasts or wherever else you happen to be listening. If you like the show, we'd really appreciate a review and a rating. And of course, share it with your friends. Keep up with the show on social media. We're ATL Born Brand on Instagram and Twitter. And you can also like our Atlanta Born and Brand Facebook page. Finally, you can find all the previous episodes of the show on our website, atlborn.com. For Atlanta Born and Brand and Connects Media, I'm Jonathan Hilliard. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you all soon.